It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. A major injury development for the Washington Commanders on Thursday, and no, I'm not catastrophizing about it. Plus, our predictions as Washington travels the face of the Detroit Lions in Week 2. All of that coming on this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the new WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you, for, of course, for making us first listen or view of the day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host is Chris the Rooster Russell, both of us credentialed media covering your Commanders for the Team 980, where you'll find Chris and Pete Medhurst live from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, or anytime on the Odyssey app and on Commander Country, where you can find me writing for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Absolutely, David. And thanks again, guys, for making us your first view or listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Coming up on today's episode, our biggest confidence and concern for the Commanders as they head to Motown, Detroit, coming up. But first, David, we need to dive into the most injure, uh, the most recent, I should say, injury report. You were at practice uh, on Thursday, so I know you know this, but for our audience out there that wasn't, and for myself, Wes Schweitzer was officially a DNP again, although uh, I, I heard that he warmed up uh, mm-hmm. and loosened up. Uh, we'll, we'll get all that straight from you in a sec, uh, but that again for a second straight day for the hamstrings, so certainly a major concern there. Jonathan Allen and Cam Crow were limited, both for a second straight day. Cole Holcomb with a quad was added. He was limited. Uh, Trey Turner was limited as well. And Jamin Davis, who did not practice on Wednesday because of personal reasons, was back in full go along with Cole Turner on Thursday. Before we get to the Lions, a thought on Cole Holcomb. And what do you think this means for Wes Schweitzer and Trey Turner? Yeah, I mean, Cole Holcomb is 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 the big one. You know, that's the one in the cold open. I said a big injury development. I mean, Wes Schweitzer is, is important too, but Cole Holcomb, listen, and I know we've got a little bit to talk about on this uh, here later on in the show, but defense coordinator Jack Del Rio pulled no punches talking about mm-hmm. Jamin Davis. And if you watch the game and if you go through, you know, we got guys out here like Rio that are really smart. Jamal is really smart. And there's, there's more, but I'm not going to name them all. You know, there's fans that just, they know the game more than kind of your average fan. And even your average fan can tell Jamin Davis did not have a good season opening contest against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And while, you know, we didn't necessarily come out here and completely hammer the guy. It's week one. You got plenty of time. You want to go through some things. Jack Del Rio, you know, he kind of let loose. He just kind of said, look, Jamin's got to play better. And then he looked better in training camp. Jack said that we've said that I will attest to that here. And now that he did, he looked better uh, in, in training camp in the preseason. I kind of look forward to what he was going to do week one and then you see the Jacksonville Jaguars essentially kind of picking on him from time to time and I think the Detroit Lions are going to key in on that so Cole Holcomb is not on the field I mean this is what you're getting from Jamin when team captain Cole Holcomb is on the field 
I mean, I'm not, you know, no, no, you know, no shade to, to David Mayo or anybody else who would be stepping up in, in place of Cole. But if this was going to do when the captain's on the field, what is he going to do when the captain's not on the field? And he feels like he needs to step it up another, another notch. So that to me, that is the biggest part of this is Cole Holcomb being added uh, to the injury report. Now, that being said, I don't know that there, there's not really a sense of like, oh, no, Cole's not going to play. And he seemed OK in the locker room. Uh, afterwards so i mean I, I wouldn't go as far as be like you know cole's not going to play the defense is on fire burn everything down uh but that is the name i'm looking most forward to uh seeing the update on friday yeah and uh, again the other storyline is trey turner's probably probably yeah. gonna have to start uh of course they shuttled in and back uh and and out between schweitzer and turner on sunday uh yeah. looking like again west schweitzer not might might not even uh be active looks like jonathan allen will be fine and by the way i i, I am curious if cole holcomb doesn't play for whatever reason like you said he he seemed fine. I think he told uh, some of you guys that he was going to play. No big deal. But mm-hmm. if something happens to him early in the game, I think it probably is John Bostic more than, you know, David Mayo playing no, a lion's share of the snaps. And yeah. you know, I don't know how all that works with the microphone and the helmet. If Cole Holcomb does actually play and then has to come out of the game, we'll have to see uh, what happens. Clearly, if he's inactive, then somebody else will wear uh, the microphone for the Detroit yeah. Lions, David, some key uh, injury updates there. And again, we'll have the final injury report at LO Commanders uh, on Friday. So make sure you check that out uh, with all the news and notes about that. But uh, starting running back, DeAndre Swift, who was awesome last year, did not practice again, along with starting center Frank Ragno, who's really good. Guard Jonah Jackson, all not practicing for Detroit. Starting corner, Amani Oralare. Uh, if I said his name right. Omani or Warrior. There you go. Uh, safety, <laughs> Ifeetu Melifanu. Ifeetu Melifanu. There you go. Uh, and <laughs> offensive tackle, Taylor Decker, along with defensive uh, lineman, Michael Brockers, were all limited. Clearly, the big news on that is for a second straight day, DeAndre Swift did not practice. Now, he indicated that he was going to be fine. We're now at Friday, and we'll find out on the final injury report if he's even got a chance. Yeah, and and just to clarify those names, Melifanu, like his, I'm actually a little bit like now that I say it, it might be a Fidu. Uh, it's a Fidu Ifedu uh, Melifanu, but yeah, Umani Warrior. Uh, just just again, two guys that I was really enamored with when they came out of college. It's the only reason I'm I, I, a Warrior is a guy that I really wanted to see uh, playing for a team that I covered. But look, DeAndre Swift is is the big. So Amani is is huge because you know you look at him and Jeffrey Okuda, very physical, long. Uh, defensive backs going up against this commander's you know wide receiver group and mm-hmm. and the question that I have kind of going into this game is how are they going to do against a more physical unit football you know football is physical just in its nature but this secondary from what we saw against Philadelphia is more physical than even your average physical secondary you have so you have that question how the receiver is going to do getting off that press especially Jahan Dotson is a smaller guy the question coming out of the out of the NFL draft was how would he do against press well I'll tell you right now the Jacksonville Jaguars really didn't test that I feel like the Detroit Lions are going to want to oh, test yeah. that. But if a Warrior is not on the field, that's going to limit how much they can really press. Granted, he's not really a nickel guy anyway for when uh, Jahan lines up inside, but we saw him do most of his damage right lined up uh, on the outside. So that's a big question. DeAndre Swift, though, has to be the biggest part of this whole equation because if DeAndre Swift isn't on the field, that Detroit Lions offense takes a massive step back. And no offense uh, to Amon Ross St. Brown or or, or uh, their their tight end whose name I'm blanking on right now, but uh, TJ very Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson. There you go. Very talented group on their own. I know. I know. Everybody's like, yeah, no offense, but you can't remember his name. Got it. Um, very talented group, right? But DeAndre Swift really makes this thing go, as you saw against mm-hmm. Philadelphia. So without him, 
if he can't go, which Matt Derry of Locked On Lions tells us that there's not a big concern. But I don't know, man. Your running back doesn't practice two days in a row for a coach like this one. Like, this isn't this isn't a soft coach. This isn't a, oh, you have a boo-boo, sit down. Like, to me, in order for you to not practice with this coach, you got to actually be, be banged up. So for two days in a row for DeAndre Swift to not be out there, to me, that's got to be a little bit concerning. You know, one cool little nugget. I don't remember one mention of DeAndre Swift in Hard Knocks. There was watched- one where Deuce Staley said, you could be the best back in this league oh, you know, okay. if you do this or this or this. And that was pretty much it. Like okay, after that, was it was like say, all Rodrigo. Yeah, I don't remember uh, much of it at all. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, so that is your injury report. Again, we will have the latest information on injuries both Friday and Sunday at LO Commanders, and of course, follow David at Harrison 82 me at WrestleMania621. We'll update you as much as we possibly can yep. uh, because, of course, we have to record this show for Friday before we have the final injury report. Right, David? Absolutely. Um, we're coming up here, Chris and I are going to tell you who wins this weekend's contest. Is it going to be Detroit going 1-1, one and one, or is it going to be Washington going 2-0? and oh? one, of them is, one of those two outcomes is going to happen. But before we do that, we're going to talk about Toro, the world's largest car sharing marketplace with Turo. You can book any car you want, wherever you want it from, from a community of local hosts, browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U S Canada and the UK talking to you, Andy and friends book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip, get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday or holiday, find affordable economy cars. If you're on a budget and just need to get from a, to be test drive the new electric vehicle you've had your eye on, see how it fits into your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you, and every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions do apply. Ditch the boring rental car game. I wish I knew about Turo before I run in my car for this weekend, Chris, because I have no idea what I'm going to pick up when I get to New Orleans this weekend. You don't have to go through that. Find your drive at Turo.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, once again, thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view of the day. We've got bold predictions coming up shortly, but first, we're going to share our confidence and concerns about the Washington Commanders heading to Motown to face the Lions for week number two. David, what's your biggest confidence point about Washington heading to Detroit again first road game loud environment and a tough environment to play because you know they'll still be juiced up like they were last week at Ford Field absolutely yeah this Detroit Lions team uh I told Matt Derry on the crossover I said look you know you may beat this Lions team but you're gonna feel it like you're Mm -hmm. gonna feel every bump and bruise from that win if you do so my biggest confidence from this Washington Commanders team heading into Detroit comes on the offense and it's speed this team is fast and i think everybody knew it could be fast but nobody really knew just how fast it might possibly be until we saw him on the field week one against the jacksonville jaguars and the washington commander's offense scott turner the offense coordinator quarterback carson wentz deserve 
a lot of credit because it's really easy to come out week one and try to be just uber aggressive, but they didn't. They came out and Scott Turner kind of talked about it on Thursday, said, look, we knew this was a defense that was probably going to play off a little bit. They were going to give us some underneath stuff and really kind of make us fight our way down the field and didn't want to give up chunk yards, even though at the end of the day, two of the big touchdowns, a uh, 49-yarder to Terry McLaurin, and then even that last one to Jahan was was kind of more of a chunk play, a little, you know, from a little bit of a distance out, not 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 too far on that Jahan Dotson second one, but still a little bit of a ways out for a team that plays such uh, soft defense. But even with those those plays, Chris, uh, and even the explosive from Logan Thomas there that you talked about multiple times this week, Carson Wentz fifteenth lowest in air yards per completion mm-hmm. in Week One, five point four yards on average per completion. You imagine, take away that 49-yarder. Like You take that 49-yarder away, and he's probably bottom 10 or top 10, however you want to put it, in lowest air yards per completion. Again, it's not really a negative or a positive. It just shows you the type of offense that the Washington Commanders had to employ in week one. It was a short game, and we relied a lot on yards after the catch. Uh, Carson Wentz's average, he only threw the ball for 146 yards, which means 167 of his passing yards, quote-unquote, if you're not watching on YouTube, came after the catch. Chris, 167 of his over 300 yards came on the legs of his receivers. Both Logan Thomas and Curtis Samuel had yards after catch averages above six. McLaurin and Dotson didn't have the great, like Jahan Dotson's yard after catch average, 0.1 yards. Why? Well, because two of his catches ended in the end zone. There is no yard after catch when you're scoring touchdowns, so that's not a bad thing. But you kind of look at the way this offense operated. They're good at the short game. They're good at the quick game, and they're willing to be patient and take it, which is going to be huge. Because, again, if this Detroit Lions defense shows anything against Philadelphia Eagles, it's that they're going to try to put pressure on your quarterback. So if you are not willing to take the quick and you're not able to execute the quick, you're going to be in trouble. Good news for Washington and for the Washington fans. This team has already shown you. They know how to take the quick game. They know how to use the quick game. They're more than willing to work with it. And not only that, but they could turn a five-yard reception into a 27-yard gain like that. Yeah, and just one more point about Wentz and the air yards thing. Remember, 49 of those 146 through the air came through the air on an absolute frozen rope, a pass that, quite honestly, and Ron Rivera admitted this after the game, that's exactly why you go out and get uh, Carson Wentz. So a little nugget uh, there. David, my biggest confidence point is going to be the screen attack. Now, you just mentioned how Jacksonville kind of played and some of the screens that worked against We saw Amani Rogers on the first series backdoor screen. We saw Curtis Samuel work the underneath game, not necessarily screens, but some, you know, certainly could have been uh, considered, you know, bubbles or screens, uh, that Mm -hmm. type of thing. We saw uh, my favorite play of the game, as I mentioned in the episode that I did by myself earlier this week, third and one, a 25-yard catch to Antonio Gibson on a little, uh, you know, wheel route or a little leak route out of the backfield. And I think... Even though Detroit is going to play much more aggressive and much closer to the line of scrimmage and more in your face, and you're right, they're going to play physical and they're going to try and beat you up, I think the screen game, the natural screen game, not the check down, oh, bleep, we're in trouble game, (laughs) the natural screen game, and specifically working in J.D. McKissick more and keeping the offense varied is going to be huge in this game, and that's my 
I, I guess, big confidence point is because I think Detroit's going to have better pass rush pressure, better sustained success. Carson Wentz is not going to be able to run away from the Detroit front like mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts was able to, at least early in the game. So to me, I think they're going to have to go over that aggressiveness. I think they're going to have to counter that aggressiveness, slow down that aggressiveness. And to me, I think that's where their bread and butter will be on Sunday in the screen game. Now, as far as my biggest concern uh, for Sunday, I would say it's the secondary against Amon St. Uh, Ra St. Amon Ra St. Brown. Let me just try and say it. That's the name we've had a problem. I, I said Equiminius. Yeah. At uh, least yeah, you're in the ballpark. I go, I went with the wrong brother on the crossovers. Well, At least you're in the same ballpark. Yeah, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ding you for that because I I'll called him Barry St. Brown and George St. Brown. I mean, you know, yeah. Amon Ra is kind of an interesting name. I'll just Love leave it, it at that. Yeah. Anyway, Amon Ra St. Brown and TJ Hawkinson. By the way, quick note. I think I told you this before. Do you know who the Detroit Lions wide receivers coach is? Uh, yeah, it's uh, 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 it's Antoine Randall. There you go. Yeah. Do you know who was my broadcast TV partner for uh, the old team name dot com in 2012? I'm just going to go Antoine Randall. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so he's got himself a good one. Amon Ra St. Brown. And he's got some other ones, DJ Shark and uh, other guys uh, that are, are part of that mix and TJ Hawkinson. But specifically on Amon Ra St. Brown, eight plus catches in seven straight games, one behind the all time record held by a guy you'll see in person this weekend, Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints, and a guy who's out of the league in Antonio Brown. St. Brown has a touchdown grab in five straight games played. That's the longest streak by a Detroit line since Calvin Johnson, Megatron, in 2011. Here's the worst part, is everyone in the commander's secondary last week struggled. I I don't have time to give you all the names, but William Jackson III, 70 snaps, two hurries, eight tackles, uh, but got picked on six receptions on seven targets 57 yards benjamin st juice where where amon ross st brown is probably going to be uh lined up the most out of the slot yeah. benjamin st juice was picked on there as well three receptions five times a uh, 28 yards 24 yards after the catch and again he lined up there primarily so this is a big factor and even if they get a blanket on amon ross st brown Watch out for TJ Hawkinson, a former top 10 pick who was having a big year last year volume-wise before he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, look, the, it, it's very simple, okay? The, the Lions are going to look to get Amon Ross St. Brown put up against either Benjamin St. Juice or Cam Curl slash Derek Forrest, whoever's in there uh, in, in that safety position at the, at the time, depending on the look and formation and health and all that stuff. Or... If they can't get that, they're going to try to get DeAndre Swift on Jamin Davis, or they're going to try to get TJ Hawkinson on Jamin Davis. They'll take any of the three. So expect a lot of movement, a lot of pre-snap movement. If they don't get the look they want ahead of time, they're going to shift and shuffle everything they possibly can to get one of those looks. Uh, look, Ron Rivera has talked about trying to address those those shortcomings uh, already this week. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if, if we don't see one or two of these defenders following one or two of these lines because they only have a few weapons uh, but again, if you get them in the same in the right looks, those weapons can do a lot of damage. My biggest concern coming into this game, Chris, is, is the Washington Commanders' run defense. Uh, look, Travis Etienne, four carries, forty-seven yards last week, two catches, eighteen yards. I was shocked and surprised that the Jacksonville Jaguars did not just feed Travis Etienne, seeing the way that he was gashing this Commanders' run defense. Uh, but fortunately for Washington, for, fortunately for the defense, they didn't for whatever reason. But DeAndre Swift, we already know, is the guy on that on that team. If he's healthy, if he's playing, expect a very, very heavy dose of DeAndre Swift. In fact, they may honestly just be resting him because they know just how much they're going to use him 
on Sunday. I asked Jack Del Rio in a press conference on Thursday about DeAndre Swift. He told me, quote, as talented a player is in the league at that position, I think he's a very, very good runner, excellent contact balance, good speed, understands how to set up blocks. He can make people miss. He can run away from people. I have a lot of respect for him, end quote. And that's the exact right thing you want to hear from your defensive coordinator. No bulletin board material. But look, he can do all those things, and he can make guys miss on his own. So not only can he set up his blocks, not only can he withstand shoestring tackles or dive tackle attempts, but he's a guy that can make people miss on his own. This team, more than any other time, I think, you know, in the early part of this year, they've got to be very, very disciplined in their tackling and their run fits and their discipline, or else they're going to get gashed by DeAndre Swift. Again, if he even plays, given the status of the uh, injury report. Yeah, um, certainly that is going to be a monster challenge. All right, coming up next, our final predictions of the week. For week two, as the Washington Commanders try and go 2-0 for the first time since 2011, we will see if they can do that, and we'll see who we're picking next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first... You guys know BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. The college football uh, season just really hitting a crescendo NFL in week number two and already underway. As you know, the commanders are underdogs on the road. First time Detroit's been favored uh, since November of 2020. So it's been a long time. Find out all of your latest uh, football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, and more, including this week's action on both the college and the NFL slate at Bet Online. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Uh, you could check in on Major League Baseball as well. How about MMA? Seems to be a pay per view for that every week. Boxing and golf and whatever else is in season. Head to the website today or check in on your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Final segment here for our final episode of the week and our final picks and predictions coming now for the Washington Commanders as they go up against the Detroit Lions in week two. Like you just said, Chris, looking for their first 2-0 start since 2011 when uh, that season obviously didn't go all that great either. So No, no but, I, I will I will tell you this. They were not only 2-0, they were 3-1. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and trust me, I was I was with them every day, and yeah. uh, and 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 they barely got to two and zero. They barely got to two and zero, but they were not only two and zero, but three and one. And then their final record that year, five and eleven. Yeah, did not go well after that. A lot of L's all in a row, just kind of lined up. Uh, looks looks very clean on the stat sheet, but not not the kind of clean no. that you want. But Chris, we have some things that we do want, and some things that we don't want. So let's start with our bold predictions. And are you going to tell us something you want to see or something you don't want to see, but think you're going to see anyway? Right. So uh, and this might give away my pick, but I'm just going to be honest and, and, and tell you how I feel. It's the only way I know how to do it, David. Sometimes it's not going to be what you all want to hear or see or, or think about. Uh, I think the offensive line is going to struggle in this game. 
Uh, I think Aiden Hutchinson is, of course, the number two overall pick is going to be fast as lightning off that left edge. Sometimes he's going to go right around Cosme or or try and go right around Cosme, who gave up the sack to Trayvon Walker and got obliterated off that first step. Aiden Hutchinson has first step twitch explosion again like that. Sometimes Aiden is going to line up a little bit more in the C gap and attack the, the right guard, who, again, might be the injured Wes Schweitzer or might be you know the still somewhat injured Trey Turner. I think that's going to be a problem. Maybe they get a little bit of a break with Brockers being banged up. I don't know. Uh, but Detroit likes to blitz. They like to be aggressive. They want to get after it. They know that they don't have to have as much contain against Carson Wentz as they did against Jalen Hurts, where they really struggled in that area, uh, especially early on. And I think that backed them off a little bit. I think they get a little bit more of a stationary quarterback, and they sack Carson Wentz and the offensive line. I'm going to go four times. Four mm. times on Sunday. Mm. Yeah, certainly something to watch. And look, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, like, this is a guy that, like, I talk, I talked to some people, and they're like, man, he had a really rough debut. And I talked to some people, and they're like, he had a really good debut. And I think, really, it's a lot of the expectation management, right? I think you saw a lot of the potential that's in Aiden Hutchinson and not a whole lot of the production. I know PFF gave him an overall grade of 56.3, which is not very good. Pass yeah. rush grade of 45.3, which is definitely not good. 27 in tackling, like, that's that's terrible. I don't think I'm as down on Aiden Hutchinson's first performance as PFF is. So, yeah, it's a, kind of a, a mixed bag, but this is going to be another opportunity for him to try to make uh, make some noise for his uh, his hometown, I guess we'll call him Detroit Lions, right, being a, being a Michigan, Michigan mm-hmm. guy. So hopefully Chris's bowl prediction is wrong. Hopefully my bowl prediction is correct because, Chris, I got Antonio Gibson scoring twice. Hmm. Not only is he scoring twice, but he's scoring in different ways, one through the air, one on the ground, AG24 getting in the end zone two times. So that's my bold prediction. Not a whole lot of analysis there, but I just I feel this AG hype train going. And I just, I just I I feel it and I wonder, I'm like, man, week five, we are going to have a running back controversy on our hands. Well, I, listen, I don't think you're crazy for picking that because yeah. we know how dynamic he was as a receiver, and yet yeah. they still gave him enough carries to kind of wet the whistle, if you will. Right. Uh, and I just wonder if it, 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 I wonder if J.D. McKissick's not going to get a little bit more of the mm-hmm. – you know, the action out of the backfield as a receiver uh, this week. Not that you want to overdo it with anybody, but you want to keep this offense as diversified as possible. And one thing about Aiden Hutchinson that I would say that I kind of picked up on is, again, I think you can screen over him. Take advantage of his aggressiveness, his speed, his quite honestly, his lack of maybe patience a little bit. Yep. Now, you might get in trouble and make, may, might make a freaky play like Trayvon Walker did, but yeah. you still have to try and sucker him in and take advantage of that. Uh, David, my key player, uh, I'm going to go with somebody that we kind of talked about earlier, Benjamin St. Juiced. Again, yep. I think of... I think he'll probably be matched up more against Amon Ross St. Brown uh, than anybody else. It's not that Amon Ross St. Brown can't line up outside. He did uh, last week 18 times, but he lined up 42 times in the slot. Benjamin St. Juice lined up 56 times in the slot, only once outside, all according to PFF. He was targeted five times, three receptions, 28 yards with 24 after the catch. Again, not a terrible day. He did have that big pressure on Trevor Lawrence off the blitz off the left side to force an intentional grounding. But again, I think Benjamin St. Just at maybe 6'2". And yes, he's athletic against a quicker, twitchier guy like Amon Ross St. Brown might have some trouble in this particular game. 
Yeah, I like that pick, and, and I think he's going to be very important. And I'll tell you what, I can envision a scenario where Benjamin St. Juice lines up against St. Brown, but actually blitzes as they try mm. to bring a safety down into that spot and pick off Jared Goff, who throws it where, you know, that's what quarterbacks shot throw, where the blitz is coming from. Uh, they like to play a very compact style. They like to play from the inside out. And what that does, it opens up the opportunity for a DB to cut that lane potentially. So if they get Benjamin St. Juice in Goff's face and he decides to throw it over Benjamin St. Juice, not looking, maybe you get a slashing Bobby McCain or Cam Curl down there for an easy interception. I don't know. That's something that I could see happening, something that I kind of envisioned while I was watching the Lions game. Uh, over after after the, the broadcast was done. My key player is going to be Deron Payne. Fidari Mathis is injured. Jonathan Allen is banged up. Again, fully expect him to play. Trust me, he's wanting to do more on the practice field than they're letting him do right now, which I think is smart, but you, but I feel like Jonathan Allen, not a problem. He's going to play, but I still think Deron Payne has got to step up in this game. This has got to be one of those games where 94 really makes his present felt, not just from a stopping DeAndre Swift uh, uh, Avenue, but also Jamal Williams. Look, he did a good amount of damage on his own but also getting that up-the-middle pressure on a guy like Jared Goff. Jared Goff will put the ball at risk if he is pressured. Deron Payne can be that guy. And then moving to our score predictions, Chris, uh, the Washington Commanders underdogs in this game. The Detroit Lions favored for the first time in, like, I don't know, 25 years. Uh, again, I asked Jack Del Rio about that fact, and he said that he doesn't pay attention to betting lines. He doesn't pay attention to those, those things. Uh, but he understands why they're, they're a story. From the crossover Thursday yesterday, I predicted the Commanders to win 27-24. Matt Derry of the Locked On Lions podcast, however, predicted the Lions to win. Chris, you're the rubber pick, as they were to say, I guess, a baseball term. You're the, you're the odds breaker. Are we going Lions or are we going Commanders here? Well, David, um, <clears throat> I mean, I very much want to – see a two and O start to the season. That's yes. good for business. Absolutely. That's good, That's good for business. Good for That's good for the fan base. That's good for everybody. Right. Yeah. However, ultimately I think they fall just uh. a hair short. Uh. I hate to ruin the party. Uh, I, you know, I'd love to see them two and O uh, I'd love to see them win, but ultimately I think Detroit makes one less small mistake than the commanders. Yeah. I think they got away with, four or five mistakes that you're not going to be able to get away with against really good teams yeah. on week in week out basis. Uh, not to say that Detroit's a really good team. They're not, but they're capable. Yeah. I think of maybe taking a little bit more advantage of those. And part of that reason is Jared Goff. Part of that reason is some of the players that we've highlighted in Deandre Swift and TJ Hawkinson and Alan Ross St. Brown and, and Jeffrey Akuda and Aiden Hutchinson and so on and so forth. Um, so to me, I think they take just a slight bit advantage and win 30 to 27. I think it'll be a close game. I think yeah. Detroit ultimately covers and wins by three. Well, look, Commanders fans shouldn't be coming in here for sugarcoating. They should be coming here for the honest truth. And Chris knows you all want to hear him pick the Commanders to win, but he's not going to do it just because that's what you want. He's going to he's going to give you. The truth. Also, I hope I'm wrong. Here, I hope I'm wrong. Right, yeah. right. Absolutely. Yeah. That and that's the thing to say, right? Look, for the record, I picked the New Orleans Saints to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I keep telling all my Bucks listeners and viewers, look, guys, I'd be more than happy to be wrong. It's just it's it's how I feel right. uh in the moment. Here's the thing though. Uh I will not be in Detroit. You will not be in Detroit. However, you will be observing the game as it is happening live for locked on commanders, for everything else that you're doing, of course. I, however, will be in New Orleans this weekend. I kind of mentioned it earlier. I will be covering the Buccaneers and Saints game, which is happening at the exact same time 
as this Commanders game. So no, I will not be tweeting about it live. So make sure you're following Chris. Make sure you're following LO Commanders to get the live tweets and, and all that information. And then, of course, Chris, you'll be doing an episode post-game uh, to make sure everybody's fulfilled and, and, and up-to-date. I will be flying back to Virginia on Monday, and then we will get back together for our Tuesday episode. I will have watched the game by then, and, and most likely, depending on flight times and everything, I will sit in on Ron Rivera's uh, post-game or post-Monday you know Monday press conference when he gets back to the facility. So that is kind of the plan. Listen, uh, I can't wear burgundy, Chris, in, 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 in a Washington Commanders press box, but guess where I can wear burgundy? In a in New, New Orleans, Orleans Saints press box. Oh, so I don't know how, but I'm going to figure it out. I don't really, I, I think I have a burgundy polo shirt somewhere. Uh, so that's what I will do. And camaraderie with our listeners, guys, I will wear something burgundy in the New Orleans Superdome press box. That is my sign of camaraderie with all of you guys hoping that Chris Russell is wrong. I just hope that the podcast gods cooperate with me on Sunday. How about that? There you and, go. and that I make it to Monday, which is my birthday. And oh. I, I, I'm really old. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but it uh, might be the age that matches Trey Lance's team with the uh, San Francisco. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's not old. That's pretty old. That's not old. One, one foot in the coffin. Oh, no. <laughs> Hopefully this team doesn't kill me yet. That's what I'll say. All right, that's uh, that's a little that's a little tease for next week. See, we keep things, uh, if nothing but interesting. Thanks again, Locked On Commanders uh, listeners, and for thank you uh, for I'm going to screw this up for watching and listening. You got you know the whole deal, and for making us your first listen and view of the day. Now make your second listen and view the uh, the Peacock and Williamson uh, NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson giving you the NFL expert analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we'll be back after week two in Motown. Will the Commanders? Go to and O. Those answers coming. If you want to hop in, 301-615-3577 or locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison covering the covering the commanders, press9.com's fan nation and commander country. David, have a good trip. Uh tell Tommy I said hi. Uh, I'm Chris Russell. Just one, one and a half of the Russell inventors. And have a hurricane for my birthday, because I need one more than you know. Um, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.